Berus Liba, that he is grasped through love of the heart. So in other words, there is a way to connect to Atzmus. That's what the Rebbe is saying. And what's that? Love of the heart. What's the, what is love of the heart? So the Rebbe said there are two different levels of love. There's love that comes as a result of, of meditation. He's Beninus. That's the love that's described in Tanya at great length. That's the love that's described in the second part of Tanya. Show you Vemuna, and you come to a state of love. That's the love that's done. Right? Rebbe asked the question, how can it be that we're asked to love a Kaddish Baruch what, what, what does that mean? How can there be a mitzvah to experience an emotion? Right? Emotions are hard to produce. Right? How do you feel that? Or you don't feel that? And the, the answer to the question is, and it's a question that everybody asks because we're all commanded to love a Kaddish Baruch so the answer to the question is, the Alter Rebbe says that we have to do all those things that we can do in order to arouse that love. What does that mean? Contemplate the greatness of a Kaddish Baruch That's the mitzvah. Right? And the Alter Rebbe happens to Baruch Hashem be very makel in the mitzvah of Avos Hashem. Right? He's very lenient. And says you fulfill the mitzvah by understanding intellectually that God is worthy of your love. Even if you don't actually love him, meaning that hasn't yet penetrated into your emotional state. Right? <clears throat> that emotion called love isn't something that you would necessarily attach to a Kaddish Baruch Hu yet in your life. But you understand that God is worthy of my love. That itself is a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Avos Hashem. Okay, so that's, that's the first level of love. I, there's a second level of love, which is an essential connection to something, then that, the marshal for that the Rebbe brought was child to parent. I mean, also parent to child, but we're obviously relative to Kaddish Baruch so we're the, we're the child to the parent, okay? And that, so we'll just start from there. Kamei al derech marshal, I don't know where that is in your book, in my book it's the top line, but you, where are you about... So we're in the middle, where, where, we're on page 360, in your book 67, how far down? Right in the middle of the paragraph, right? Yeah. Okay, middle of the paragraph, second word on the line, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten lines down. The connection of a child to a father. is obviously not, again, as we mentioned yesterday, it has to resonate in conscious me. Obviously I have to be aware of that connection. But the connection, the source of the connection has nothing to do with my intellect. I don't love my father because I came to the intellectual understanding that he's worthy of that. It's a much deeper connection. That even though, and again, we saw this essay, that even though it's explained in Sifrei Musr, and there are two different levels of Sifrei Musr when mentioned in Chassidus. The level, well, there's one level mentioned in Chassidus, there's another level that usually is not mentioned in Chassidus, though now and then it comes up. There's the, the books of the Musr movement, which you know happened 200 plus years ago in Europe. And then there's the the books of Musr, meaning books of, of uh, you know, working on one's, on one's uh, inner self. So the, though that ha- the Rebbe happens to be quoting the Chavis HaLavavis. The Chavis HaLavavis is an early Rishin, very early. Right? So you're talking you know, six, seven hundred years before the Musr movement. Just like you could say a book of, you know, theoretically, a book of Chassidus. I mean, those words aren't used, but it, you know, it could be referring to the Ma'ral or someone who was discussing... Pnimi Satara before Chsidis. Maral is five generations before the Balshantif. Basifri Musa. Bahatam the Kivud Avvaim. Even though I'm sorry for interrupting again, but the Maral is generally called Chakira. Right? Not Chasidis. Right? When the when the Rebbe explains the three different levels of Musa, Chakira, and Chasidis, so the Maral would be Chakira, that philosophy. Basifri Musa Bahatam. The reason, the kibbutz of the aim, so there happens to be a reason. What's the reason? Because a parent takes care of a child, so the child should reciprocate, have a certain appreciation of that. Okay. But that's all I'll be chitzenius. That's the external expression of it all. The internal connection is obviously not simply because our parents take care of us, as we talked about the end of the yesterday. nevertheless, hari avas haben elav. The love of the child for the father, it's not a function of the benefits that the father gives to the child. 
ki'im, but rather, mitzad shu etzem They're one essential being, right? The, the DNA of the child is the DNA of the father, and obviously also the mother. Ulezeis, and relative to this, ein sarech al zeshum hisbeinenus. A person doesn't have to contemplate this. It's an essential connection. So we talked about yesterday that, unfortunately, sometimes that essential connection is seen most powerfully when there's a negative exter- uh, external revealed connection, but there's still this incredibly deep essential connection that makes it hard for the child to pull away from the parent. It's why, interestingly enough, not always, but, very, but, but more often now, because it's easier to do, children who've been adopted have an interest to meet their biological parent. Why? Right? What difference does it make? There's no external connection whatsoever. They never met them. They don't know what they look like, etc. So some of that might be some sort of curiosity, but obviously it's coming from a deeper place where the person has a deep connection to that person and, and, and obviously wants that to be revealed. That makes perfect sense. There's no need for meditation. There's no reason and this, for this love and this connection such that it would be necessary. I mean, what am I going to be misbeining on in terms of revealing the essential connection? It's a connection beyond rational thought, so then I can't really think about it. I can be aware rationally of its existence. Such that through this contemplation, I'll come to love. That won't work with a child and a parent. Now, what the child can do is think about the essential connection that the child can do once they're old enough to think about that, so they can and they do. Umasha etzim shalaben, and that which the essence of the son nemt nemt means to take. Es etzim shalav, mean they're one and the same thing. They grasp each other. They hold on to each other. av ben himdover echod. Why is that? Because the father and the son himdover echod veetzim echod mamish, and they're one essence. The DNA of this is the DNA of that. Ukemechen yuvan, and so too it's understood. Now we're back to the nimshal to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Ukemechen yuvan biskashus va'avo, the connection and the love, the nishmas Israel of the neshamas of the yidden belukus, Kadosh Baruch Hu. The yeshna bechinas ha'avo, there is a level of love. Meaning, we talked about earlier, there is a level of love that's a function of contemplation. That's true. But there's a level of love that's far beyond contemplation. And what's that? The level of love that comes from beyond intellect. And that's the level that the Zayar calls Ru'usa Daliba. That, that's the Rosh Tevis for what we saw in the, it's not the previous page for you, in the, further up in the, in the paragraph. Ru'usa Daliba. It's the first line in the paragraph also. The, the, the love of the heart. Good morning. We're just finishing a mimer. This is the last day we're going to see it, so I don't have a copy. And I've also to copies of what we're going to start next week, but I don't have anything. Yet. Okay. So you can look on next door. Ben Ben will help you. Okay. So the 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 level of love of a child for a parent is essential. So too, there's a level of love of the Jew for Kaddish Baruch Hu that is similar to that ultimately even deeper, but the best we can do is understand the love of a child for a parent. And that's the level called Ruusa de Lima. And what does that mean? Masha et etzim de nishm that which the essence of the, of the souls of the Jewish people nemt as grasps, grabs, takes, it's the etzim shalomayla, the etzim of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. On that level we're connected to the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why? Because our essence is his essence. Heilu kelakami mal mamish. Or a piece of God from above. Every, right? Every, the, the, the essence of our soul is indistinguishable from the essence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's mushrash be'etzim, is what we say. It's, it's rooted in etzim. Hainu, Shabbat, that through it, that, that in it, va'al yadeh, and through it, yesh tfisa gamba bechines atzmus. How is it that we can possibly connect to atzmus? Not through intellect. 
Intellect can't possibly get us to atzmas. Why? Because intellect is limited and atzmas is beyond any level in which intellect could possibly reach. How do you touch etzim? Through a deeper connection to Kaddish Baruch The Rebbe doesn't mention the word, but what's the word that ultimately describes that? It's called emuna. The power of the soul, called emuna, is that which allows us to connect to etzim, connect to the essence of Kaddish Baruch right? In In... The Western world, people use the word emuna improperly. Meaning, I mean, in English you can use that you know belief any way you want, right? But the word emuna does not mean that you don't know; you just believe. That's the way the world understands things, right? That knowledge is beyond belief. You can believe something, but then that's one level. But then, if you really know it, that's a higher, more powerful level. Okay. So obviously, relative to conscious me, that's true, but that's not necessarily true. Essentially, what's a moon? A moon isn't something that a Jew has to create in themselves through contemplation and meditation. A moon is a power of the soul. A moon is, is, is an essential power of the soul, just like sight is a power of the soul. You don't have to do anything to see. You just sit there and contemplate the notion of sight such that your eyes see. You just have this thing called the power of sight that clothes itself in the eyes and the optical nerves and the optical center of the brain, and you see. Right? You don't have to do anything. I mean, it develops, obviously, or then, you know, deteriorates, depending on how lucky or unlucky you are relative to the need for glasses at some point in life. But, but, but the, the power of sight isn't something I have to produce in myself. It's just there. And I don't have to really do any work whatsoever for it. Right? It just shows up. Power of speech. Okay, the ability to make noise with my mouth. Okay, so I have the ability. Now, obviously, I have to learn how to speak in any particular language so that the noises I make make sense to the people who speak that language. But the basic notion of being able to make those noises isn't something that I have to work on. It just happens over time as I develop as a child. Right? Now, parents will work on the child to pronounce things more clearly. Okay, say <coughs> But the basic ability to make noise is just that we all have that ability, Baruch Hashem. Most people, someone can be, cannot have it. That's a, a very uh, unfortunate thing. Most people have it, Baruch Hashem, the ability to move your hand. You know how to move your hand. That's the way it is. Emunah is exactly the same. It's a power of the soul. You don't have to create emunah. What do we have to do? Well, we have to develop a conscious appreciation of it. All right? Now, in all fairness, that's somewhat similar to, to the way you start using your hand in a much more sophisticated way the older you get and you, you know, can ultimately teach your hand how to play a, a Bach concerto if you want. Right? So you can definitely use movement in a much more sophisticated way. But the movement itself is just there. And moon is there. Every single Jew is a mamin ben, ben mamin. That's the nature of the Jewish soul. That's what it is. Okay, what's the issue? The issue is I have to somehow try to figure out how to bring that into my conscious reality. Okay, but that doesn't mean that there isn't an essential connection. There's an essential connection. There could be a child who's not aware of the existence of their father. That's possible. That doesn't mean he's not their father. There's still a DNA connection between those two. Their, their DNA is the same. Right? Ah, they never met their father. Okay, they never met their father. That's possible. Mendel never met his father. Mendel's named after his father. His name, when Mendel was called up to the Torah, his name was Yamei the Rav Menachem Mendel Ben Rav Menachem Mendel. His father passed away before he was born. Okay, what does that mean? He doesn't have a connection to his father because it doesn't resonate in his consciousness? I'd imagine, he, you know, I mean, you know, Mendel lived, lived in the days we live in, but, you know, he grew up in Russia. Did he have a picture of his father? I, I guess, maybe. You know, they, there might have been a picture around. Right? So maybe he knew what his father looked like. I'm not sure. I don't remember ever talking about it, but I'm not sure. Right? Okay. What does that mean? He doesn't have a connection to his father? His connection to his father is absolute and complete. There's an essential connection. It just never happened to resonate in, in, in physical reality because of circumstance. Okay, so there could be other people with similar circumstances. We mentioned earlier, someone adopted, so they might not know their genetic father. Okay. Does that mean he's not their genetic father because it doesn't resonate in their consciousness? Might be dumb. Do they have to do something to make him their genetic father? No, he just is. That's just essential reality. He doesn't have to do anything. Right? 
If he wants a conscious connection to that person, might he have to do something? Yes. Especially if he doesn't know him, right? I mean, usually a child grows up in the house with their father, so they get to know them, and they, you know, there's just part of growing up is developing that relationship on a conscious level also. But that doesn't necessarily have to happen, right? So there could be all sorts of Jews who somehow their father was taken away from them, right? which is what's happened to so many Jews in our generation. Yiddishkeit was just taken away from them. Right? Someone decided to take Judaism away from all these Jews. It's their birthright. It's who they are. It's the essence of their being. But someone just stole it from them. Gave them something else instead. Okay, a lot of those people are looking looking for that. <laughs> they were wearing it all, and they just someone took something from me. I want it back. Okay, fine. A lot of people don't even know it's there. It doesn't mean it's not there. It's there. It just isn't resonating in any way, shape, or form in conscious reality. But the essential connection is there, and that essential connection is called Ruza de Libra. Another, again, the source of it in the neshama is what you and I would call the power of a moon in the neshama. A moon is not something that you produce, as we said earlier. A moon is something that a person is trying to bring down into conscious reality, and that's called bringing a moon into das. That's why the interesting enough, the Rambam, when he talks about the mitzvah of a moon, right? if there's actually a question whether or not there is a mitzvah to believe in God or not, right? the Rambam Paskins, there is. The Bahag says there's no such mitzvah. Why? Well, how can you have a mitzvah to believe in the one who gives the mitzvahs? That's just a statement of fact. There's a, there is a commander. Now, believe, you know, so follow the commandments. But the Bahag says it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's on a certain level self-contradictory that there should be a mitzvah to believe in the one who gives mitzvahs. How can I have a mitzvah if I don't believe in the one who gives mitzvahs? Right. So there's no mitzvah to believe in a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That doesn't mean the Bahag doesn't believe in a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He just says there's no mitzvah. Right? Just like, is there a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael? Machlech is the Rambam and the Ramban. Rambam says there's no mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. Living in Eretz Yisrael is not one of the 613 mitzvahs according to the Rambam. According to the Ramban it is. Right? The Rambam doesn't think living in Eretz Yisrael is important. Have you ever noticed where the Rambam's buried? Right? He came here, right? Okay. So, so <laughs> the Rambam says that life in Eretz Yisrael is so central to all of Yiddishkeit that it's not shy to call it one of the 613 mitzvahs, since all of the mitzvahs are ultimately dependent on living in Eretz Yisrael. Because the only place you could possibly do what's written in the Torah in a complete and full way is in Eretz Yisrael. Within, you know, when there's a base of mitzvahs, v'chule, v'chule, v'chule. Right? You can't keep the whole Torah in, 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 in Bavil. Why not? One of the things you have to do is go to a temple in Yerushalayim. Well, if you're in Babel, you can't do that. One of the things you have to do is take Trumas and Maestros. Well, if you're near Babel, you can't do that. So the Torah is for Eretz Yisrael. Aye, there's a very long period of time that the Jewish people have not lived in Eretz Yisrael, including now. But say there, so we keep Torah outside of Eretz Yisrael. That itself was a question by the, the, the people who left after the first destruction had to be told by Yeshaya Navi that you keep Torah in Chutzlarts. Right? Why? Well, you know, we understand. Unfortunately, we understand Golas too well. But but uh, we understand that, you know, mitzvahs are not necessarily a function of a, of a place. Mitzvahs are the Ebishter commanded us to do mitzvahs. And if we're in Chutzlai, so we do mitzvahs. And if it happens to be Lashkoko Pratis, the Ebishter put us in Chutzlai, so we keep mitzvahs. After the destruction of the first temple, the Yidin didn't necessarily know that. They figured, I mean, they, was, they had to be told by Yeshua and Navi that it's not over. This is not the end. Meaning, what might they have thought? What did they think? Okay, there was this experiment called the Jewish people, right? And we blew it, <laughs> right? We, we, we got a Torah and we moved, we went into Eretz Israel and we conquered Eretz Israel and we built a temple and we blew it. And so it's over. Right? That perfectly reasonable thing to think from their perspective, right? I mean, we would think that's just crazy, right? But they, that's how they understood it. Your average person, any new chassidus, there had to be a third temple, right? Just living in the time of the base of Mekdashorishan, right? And all of a sudden, the Yishayah Navi comes and tells him, you're Meower, tell him, look, Hever, if you don't get it together, the is the, the going to really wipe us out. I mean, this is, no, this is serious, right? Okay, and they, talk, they, didn't, they didn't take it seriously, and the Abishtataka wiped them all out. And destroyed the temple, v'chule, 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 etc., etc. And they left. Excuse me. You just walked into a class. You don't talk. Wiped. So they sent us away. Maybe it's over. Baruch Hashem. It's not over. Okay. 
But there's a question whether or not there's a there's a mitzvah of of Yishu Veretzisvel. Are you being mekayim a mitzvah if you sit if you live here? Okay, machlek is Ramban and Ramban. There's a machlek is whether or not there's a mitzvah called the Muna. That the Bahag does not have an issue that every single Jew has that thing called the Muna. Of course, every single Jew has that thing called the Muna. That's the, that's that's like you know, I, I, meaning even beyond every single Jew having hands and feet. Why? Because it's possible that a child could be born without hands and feet. It's impossible for a Yid to exist without a Muna. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist because it's the nature of the soul. Might they be brought up in a way that that Amuna is in no way, shape, or form allowed to enter into their conscious reality? Definitely. That can definitely happen. But that doesn't mean that there's no Amuna. And what's that called? That's called Rusa de Liba. That's what the Rebbe says. And that's the, that level is what allows us a connection to the etzim of a Kodesh Baruch, the essence of a Kodesh Baruch. Now the Rebbe's going to answer the question. V'zeon, we'll finish the Maimon today. Which means we, we have to finish the Maimon today. For those of you uh, who just came in, so uh, we'll worry about it later. But there's copies here of the Maimon that we're going to do online on Wednesday and Thursday. Okay, next week. Okay, you're on, t- either you're on break Sunday, Monday. Break ends Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock. That means there's no Chassidus Tuesday morning. Okay, Wednesday and Thursday morning, we'll do Chassidus. Someone please be here at 7.30 and, you, you know, I, I, Mayor, so you'll call me. Yeah. Okay, and I'll be on my little blue machine, and you guys will be, and I'll be sitting here in 2D. Okay, Wednesday, Thursday. Sunday, you're on a Tiul. Monday, I'm on a plane. Okay, and then Tuesday morning, I'll be here again. So there's, we miss one day of class. Okay, say that? So that's pretty good. And my mother gets a kick out of the fact that I sit there. She gets a kick out of the fact that I actually do something with my life. You know, because you know, when I'm in Vancouver, I don't do anything with my life. I just, you know, sit around and count the raindrops. I looked up the weather. Seven days of rain. Vancouver. Yeah, what's normal? Vancouver. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's just exactly the same little picture with blue drops. Seven to five. Seven to six, eight to four. Yeah, seven, seven degrees, eight degrees, you know, 45 degrees, just rain, just rain. The only day it's really a problem is Shabbos. Shabbos, it's really a pain. <laughs> it's a long walk, you just get drenched. It's just, but it rains like this. It rains like, you know, just, it's not pouring, it's just like raining all the time. People go sugar. <laughs> it's gray. Okay. So let's finish up. Vazel, last paragraph. Now we're going to answer our question. <coughs> the Rebbe says an amazing thing. Vazel tachlis And this is what Rava said, and this is, the, this is our mimer, right? And this is the name of the Friedegrabi's mimer that this mimer is based on, right? This mimer is a margilifum of the Rava from Tavshin Memvav. So when you, uh, you know, if someone asks you what you're learning, you can say, I'm learning margilifum of the Rava from Tavshin Memvav. That's what you're learning. <coughs> and this is what Rava said that the ultimate expression of Chokhmah is Tshuva Maisim Tevim. And what does that mean? That does not mean that Chokhmah leads to Tshuva. It means the ultimate expression of intellectual de- develop, uh, de- endeavor is with Tshuva. What does that mean? <coughs> It's a reasonable thing for people who sit and learn Torah all day to understand. The essence and the purpose of the wisdom of Torah, which means the wisdom of learning Torah, he, litfeis es atzmus ad is to grasp the essence of God, neisin Torah. We learn Torah in order to connect to neisin Torah, the one who gives the Torah. Not gave, gives. Every day, every moment. <coughs> There was a moment when he gave it on our Sinai, but that Torah, we say the brach every morning, Baruch HaTashem, Neisena Torah, the one who gives Torah. Learning Torah is not about becoming smarter. Learning Torah is not about knowing more stuff. Now, obviously, 
I, I don't know about the smarter part, but the knowing more stuff, so obviously that happens, right? And there's a certain aspect of learning Torah that's that's very powerfully connected to that, right? You learn halacha. Why do you learn halacha? Because I have to know more stuff. I have to know more halacha. Okay? When you're learning Gemara, it's not like you're learning Gemara to know more stuff. You're learning Gemara because it's a mitzvah, okay? Because so Gemara is the ultimate expression of Talmud Torah. Okay? Fine. Men have this mitzvah to learn Torah. What does that mean? So generally that means we sit down and we learn a page of Gemara. That, there's other things we can learn. There definitely are. But that's the basic expression of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Okay? And even in, even in Lubavitch, which is very, very, very <coughs> enamored with this notion of learning chassidus. Okay? In Lubavitch yeshivas, what's the, what's, the, what's the equation of chassidus to nigla? Well, in Taimchitamimim in Lubavitch, it was two hours of Chsidis, eight hours of Nigla, two hours of Chsidis. Now in Lubavitch Yeshivas, it's an hour and a half of Chsidis, six hours of Nigla, an hour and a half of Chsidis. A little less. We're not as tough as the Russians. Right? Okay? That's the basic equation. In other words, twice as much Nigla as Chsidis. As much as all we talk about is Chsidis, right? Chsidis, Chsidis, Chsidis. And there's the odd bakr who has a Yetzir Hara. It's a tev, I don't know, it's really, it's a harder, right, to, to sit and learn chassidus in the middle of Nigla Seder. No, that's not what the Rebbeim want. It's not what the, the Rebbeim set, the, who set up that schedule? The Rebbe Shab and the Fidik Rebbe set it up that way. They know what they want. Right? And the Rebbe is adamant that that's what a bacher should do. Right? Doesn't learn chassidus in the middle of Nigla Seder. He learns Nigla in Nigla Seder. Why? That's what the Rebbeim want. Why do they want that? Because that's how you relate to God best, because they know. Right? Okay, that's the way it goes. If you finished your, you know, you finished the sugi and you have fifteen minutes before minchin, you want to open up a sicha. Fine. No, no, I don't think the rev is going to be upset if you do. But but niglaseder's niglaseder. You sit and learn gemara. That's what you do. Tzemach Tzedek actually explains the advantage of nigla over chsidis. Chsidis, as much as we might understand the ideas, there's still something very difficult for us. It's still something what we call mufshat. It's conceptual. Because we're talking about godly reality and, 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 and we don't know what that looks like. So as much as we can bring this very, very deep godly reality into our conscious reality and that affects us very powerfully, we still don't know exactly what we're talking about. Right? That doesn't mean we don't know what we're talking about. But we don't, we, it, it, it's different than what? A cow goring an ox. That, we know exactly what that looks like. So what's Nigla? Nigla is the, is, the, is the infinite and beyond infinite will and chokhmah of a Kaddish Baruch Hu clothed in a reality that my intellect can understand absolutely and completely. Chsidis is the chokhmah and the ratzon of a Kaddish Baruch Hu clothed in a reality that's more difficult for me to understand completely and totally. That doesn't mean I can't have a very sophisticated understanding of godly reality. But it's still godly reality, and I don't know what it looks like. I know exactly what a cow looks like. So when you, when you and I know exactly what kesef looks like as opposed to shtar. So if you talk about kedushe kesef, I know exactly what you're talking about. And if you're talking about kedushin with a shtar, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, and I know what the star looks like, and I can imagine the star, and I can even bring a star to class and show you here. Here's a star. Here it is. This is a star of Kedushan. Here's a Shava Pruta. Here it is. What is that? It's the Abishtah. The Abishtah brought himself all the way down into the star. <coughs> so when you learn the star, you're hopping the Abishtah Mamish in a level that you can absolutely understand. Tzemach Sedek explains that in Chassidus. <laughs> Where do you learn that idea? Only in Chassidus. Could you possibly appreciate what Nigla is? If you don't learn Chassidus, you can't possibly understand what Nigla is. Right. But that's what Nigla is. It's the Abishter on a level that you and I can mamish understand because we understand what an ox looks like and what a, what a pit looks like and what, uh, what uh, uh, a store with a candle in it looks like and what a camel carrying flax looks like. I know what that looks like. Okay, so if you tell me God's will relative to that idea, I know exactly what you're talking about. Talk to me about Sevev and Mamale? Sort of. I don't know what Sevev looks like. I don't really know what Mamale looks like. I know what, it, what the stuff that it fills looks like down here, but I don't know what Mamale itself looks like. I don't know what that looks like.
But uh, you know, it's still very much part of our intellectual reality. It should be, it has to be. <coughs> the Moshe of Exodus is man. The mana. What do they say about the mana? Could have any taste. The way it never filled you up. Why? That's the way man was. was. They didn't work, they, they, it annoyed them. They never felt full. Okay, so that's Exodus. You never feel that I got it 100%. Because it's talking about something that's otherworldly. Whereas Nigla, I, I, do I understand the depth of the depth of the depth? No, I don't understand it. I'm not Rava, but but I do know what a cow looks like, and I do know what a bull looks like. And if the bull gored the cow, I can imagine the cow lying there, sort of looking worse for wear. And I can imagine what it means. The cow was worth a hundred dollars, and the bull was a the bull was a tom. So so he has to pay fifty dollars, but the bull was only worth twenty five dollars because he was really a cheap bull, and so he only pays twenty five dollars because a tom only pays mikufa. He only pays up to his val- own value. Okay, I get that 100%. That's not a problem. I know exactly what I'm talking about. That's Nidla. What is that? That's the Abishta. That's God. That, what I just explained, is God's will. That's Him. That's Nidla. Oh, so now the Rebbe's going to explain what, what, so what, when we're learning that, what, what's the idea? Besaders, you, you have to know what it's talking about. But what are you really trying to do? You're trying to connect to the one who gives the Torah. How do you connect to the one who gives the Torah? You learn his Torah. But what does that mean you learn his Torah? You learn his Torah, it's not the intellect of Torah? Well, the only way you can learn it is with your intellect. But what are you connecting to with that intellect? His essence. His essence. Because that's what the Torah is. The Inyan Zehu al Yedei Avedis How is it that when you learn Torah, you can hap etzim? You can get the essence, you can connect to the essence of a Kaddish Baruch, the essence of the Nais in the Torah, only through tshuva. Meaning only through an appreciation of what Torah is. Sheba Mizgala, that through that tshuva, it's revealed Ha'ava Atzmis, the essential love, the Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch, of the Yid to the Ebishter. Ka'ava Saben like the love of the child to the parent. Ukenal, like we said earlier, the Leismach Shavat there is no thought that can comprehend him. Through intellect, you can't comprehend God. God's beyond intellect. It's not that you're not smart enough. Intellect can't touch that level of reality. Because intellect is limited. It understands ideas. God's not an idea. Just again, we talked about it yesterday. Intellect can't understand love. Why not? Love's not an idea. It's an emotion. Intellect can talk about it if you've experienced it, but it can't understand it. Someone who never experienced love, talk to him all day long about it. He won't know what you're talking about. It's not an idea. Talk to him about two plus two is four. Well, unless he's a moron, he'll get that right away. That's easy. That's an idea. Intellect loves ideas. Intellect understands ideas. Intellect doesn't understand emotions. Writes a lot of poems about it. A lot of movies about it, but it doesn't get it. Right? Okay. Especially if it's never experienced it. Another muscle we talked about yesterday? No. Give me another muscle. The fact that intellect, there's limits to it and things it can't understand. It was yesterday. It wasn't so long ago. I know it rained, and maybe it rained it out of your head or something, but... but no? Hmm? Give you a hint. Love of the heart? Okay, yeah, right, that's for sure, but that's right, that we need a muscle. Explaining color to someone born blind. Right? Okay. I mean, remember that. Why not remember it, right? It'll help you understand an idea about God, right? So it's pretty important. (laughs) Explain the color orange to someone who never saw. You can't explain the color orange to someone who never saw because orange isn't an idea. It's a visual experience. If the person never had visual experience, so you can't explain that to them. It's not an idea. Intellect is limited. That doesn't mean intellect isn't amazing. It's amazing, but it's limited. What else can't it touch? God. Because he's beyond it. Can't prove God in a laboratory. That means God doesn't exist? No. He's just too big for a laboratory. Can't prove him in the laboratory. Just like you can't prove love in a laboratory. Right? Can't prove the existence of love in a laboratory. Someone who's experienced love believes in love. Someone who's never experienced love doesn't believe in it. That's all. It's as simple as that. Someone who's experienced godly reality believes in godly reality. What does that mean? 
That means that their essential amuna has come into their conscious reality, so it's part of their conscious being. To say they believe in it, they always believe in it. Yayid believes in God. That's what does that mean? Like we said earlier, every single Jew has a power called amuna in their soul. That's that's just that's just like we have the power of movement, the power of sight, power of speech, power of hearing. Have a power of amuna. Okay. It has to come into consciousness. Okay, that's the that's the work of 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 of, of intellect. Intellect brings it into consciousness through contemplation. But the source of that love isn't isn't the contemplation. The source of that love is an essential connection. Again, the marshal like this like the love of a child for a parent. A child doesn't love their parent because they've come to the intellectual conclusion that their parent is worthy of love. They love their parent because they're their parent. Kacha. His DNA and my DNA are the same. Okay, so when we learn Torah, what are we trying to do? Connect to connect to the source of the Torah. Bottom line, what's the Torah? The Torah is a letter from our Tati. It's a letter from home. Now, it's interesting, that mushal really doesn't resonate with anybody today because no one gets letters from home. Because the fact that there's this constant ability to connect to people on a certain level cheapens the connection. There used to be a time, <coughs> well, I remember when I was in yeshiva, what was you know, one of the most exciting things that would happen during the week? The mail would come every day. What would everybody do? Look through the mail for a letter from home. Did you get a letter from home? Ah, wow, a letter. wonder what's happening. You'd read the letter. And you'd put the letter in your pocket. And uh, two hours later, what would you do? You'd take it out and you'd read it again. Uh, and then you put it in your pocket. And what would you do? Yeah, for the next three days, you read the letter like two times a day. Why? Letter from home. It's very exciting. Right? Now, this is nice. It's amazing. It's good. Right? But you lose the... <laughs> you know, that's lost. Everything has its advantages and disadvantages. <coughs> I used to work in the sem in the afternoon, a sem, the Lubavitcher sem that I always tell you about when you guys talk in class. Right? The 18-year-old girls who talk in class, so don't be an 18-year-old girl. Right? So, so in that sem, I, it used to be that in, I, I was there in the afternoons and um, I'd be in the office. And then I would teach the first class in the afternoon. And the first class in the afternoon was a very important class to teach. Why? Well, because the fax machine was in the office. And the parents would send faxes to their daughters. So I would walk into class with the faxes. Uh, yeah, there would be three, four, five. There's one girl who got a fax every single day, a full page, this big, full page, handwritten from her father, Mom's the whole page. I can't figure out what he had to say every day, but a full page written, and we were sure this girl is never going to get married. I mean, this is crazy. She's just too connected. She was engaged three months after some. I don't know. I do, we're all wrong. Baruch Hashem. Every day, a full page from her father. I don't know what he had to say. Okay. Fine. So I used to give out, I mean, it took me only a week to figure out I better give out the facts at the end of class because I would give it out at the beginning of class. Whoever got a fax wouldn't pay attention in class. They're busy reading the facts. Why? It's a letter from home. What's this? It's a letter from your tati. Tara is a letter from home. It's what it is. You want to connect your, your father? You want to connect to who you really are? Learn the Torah. Not because it's going to make you smart or make you, you know, accepted in Jewish society or whatever it happens to be, whatever external reason I might have to learn Torah. We learn Torah because it's a letter from our Tati in Shemayim who we don't see all the time and he doesn't send WhatsApps. And we never have video calls with him. We have calls. There's never video. <laughs> we try to talk to him every day, but it's a little hard. We talk to him. We're not so sure he's answering. We're sure he's listening. Intellectually, we're sure he's listening. Does he answer? I don't know. I don't hear it. <coughs> he's listening. How can he listen to us all at once? He's very big, don't worry. <coughs> he's busy manipulating everything happening to seven plus billion people all the time. I don't know how he does that, but I guess he's bigger than us. Huh? <coughs> okay. <coughs> That's the... So that's what Rava means. Tachlis Chokhmah, the ultimate expression of Chokhmah, 
is connecting to the essence. How do you do that? You can only do that if you've done tshuva, if you're aware of the fact that he's your father and he sent you a letter and that's what the Torah is. As opposed to this, you know, interesting piece of information that I'm supposed to know something about because uh, someone told me I'm Jewish. And there's this thing called Torah and I have to learn it. Okay, so I'll learn some. I want to know more because I don't want to know less. I mean, who wants to know less? I want to know more. Okay, there's definitely that. I have to know more. But what are we doing? We're learning, we're learning a letter from home, right? The story from, from Zusha. Wait, we're going to finish fast in 15 minutes. The story of Zusha, right? Sitting and learning on Beis Amad Aleph, right? You all know the story. I'll tell it in 30 seconds. It's a story you can bring about for five hours. Right? <coughs> Zusha was sitting on Beis Amad Aleph, learning the Gemara. Everybody else went to Beis Amad Beis, Gimel, Dalit, Hey, they had all figured, and then they, they couldn't understand. Why is the Rebbe still on Beis Amad Aleph? So they went back, maybe it was a problem. They looked, there's no problems. They learned Gemara, Rashi, Tesis, Rishonim, Bahrainim. They learned they, 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 everything. They, they learned art school, and it was 200 years before there was art school. They learned everything. They couldn't figure out what, what was his problem. Nukem Zeta, they kept learning. Finally, someone asked Rav Zushu, why is the Rebbe still on base Ahmed Aleph? We've, we're on Hey Ahmed Base. What was his answer? So beautiful here. Why should I go anywhere else? Oh, God's not here. God's only on the page I'm trying to get to. It's not on the page I'm on. It's on the page I want to turn to. No, he's right here. So why should I go anywhere else? What am I missing by staying here? Now, when Zushil learned, he finished Talmud Babli. It's not like he's stuck on page yet. But he, he, he saw God on that page. So why turn the page? I mean, what's, there's more God over here than over here? Yeah, because I didn't get here yet. Oh, but now I'm on here. Well, God's not here. He's over here. I have to get here. No, he's right here. He's right here. Third line of the paragraph. That's where God is. The essence of him. No thought can comprehend him. Fifth line. The essence of a Kaddish Baruch, the Ebishter himself, which we talked about at great length the last two classes. How is he grasped? Through love of the heart. Through appreciating the fact that he's your tati and you have an essential connection to him. It's not some guy sitting in an apartment in Geula with a computer computing whether or not you're going to get smashed or get the extra money to show up in your bank account. That's not God. Velochen. If I play my cards right, I'll get more money. That's not God. Velochen. I mean, that's the God we don't believe in. A lot of people don't believe in that God. They're right. They just, unfortunately, a lot of those people don't believe in that God. A lot of them also don't believe in this one because they do believe in it. It's just never, they, it was taken away from them and it's never been given back. Therefore, through the, pre, the, the, the Hagdama, the, the, it's not a really a good word, in, you know, the pre, pre, preceding of tshuva, meaning that tshuva comes first, meaning that a person arouses in themselves an appreciation of what Torah is and what it means to learn Torah. Then there's the truest expression and the ultimate purpose of Chokhmah. What is, what, is, what is Chokhmah all about? So that's exactly what the Rabbi is saying. We've been talking about Chokhmah is all about why the Abish should give us intellect. The Abish should give us, gave us intellect in order that we can bring into our conscious reality our essential connection to Kodesh Baruch. That's what intellect is about. Intellect is about bringing the beyond <coughs> intellect into conscious me. How? Well, the Abish gave it to us on a silver platter. It's called Torah. We don't, it's there. We just have to connect to it. Which is amazing. And it's even there in Nigla on a certain level more than Chassidus, as we explained earlier, which is also amazing. And who taught us that? It's a Chassidic, in a Chassidus Shemaimer. In Torah Or. Might be Lakute Torah, actually. A beer of the Tzemach in a Mimer of the... It's in Lakute Torah, Leitash Biz Melech. Where the Tzemach Sedek, in the middle of the Mimer of the Alter Rebbe, so there's an insert of the Tzemach Sedek's beer, and he explains there. Chassidus <clears throat> is the salt. The main meal is nigla. Chassidus is the salt. Gives it flavor. It's a little bit of salt. Gives it flavor. But what, what, what are you eating? You have to eat the meat and potatoes. But you, you have to eat without salt. It's, you don't get it. Right? A little salt. That's the chassidus. So there has to be salt on the korban. Like Tashbi's melech. Every korban had salt. Chassidus gives the flavor to it all. <coughs> 
but the, the, the acres immediately have to sit down and learn the meat and potatoes. Through intellect, we, we hop the Abishters at him with our intellect. How can that be? Because the Abishter put himself in Torah, use your intellect to connect, but if you don't understand what you're connecting to, then you're not connecting to it. Learning Torah is what allows us to bring that essential emuna, that essential connection that every single one of us has with the Kaddish Baruch to bring that into our conscious reality so it's part of our conscious life. Because intellect is the gateway into conscious you and me. So we use it for that. But that's, intellect isn't that. We, 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 we don't use intellect to try to figure out what the truth is. Because intellect doesn't, the truth doesn't come from our intellect. We use intellect to connect to a truth that is beyond our intellect to bring that into our intellect. That's what intellect is about. Jewish intellect, but any intellect. But especially, especially Jewish intellect. We don't have to figure out the truth with our intellect. <clears throat> it's like figuring out how to see with our intellect. I don't figure out how to see with my intellect. I do just fine and how to see. There's something beyond intellect that intellect can bring into our conscious reality, and that's called the moon. And that's why we started talking about this earlier, and I interrupted myself with something else, and I never went back to it. That's why the Rambam, in, in say, from mitzvahs, the Rambam talks about, about, uh, about uh, emuna. And in, say, for Yad, the Rambam talks about das, right? Meaning, what is there? Is the, is the mitzvah lahamin, or is the mitzvah leida, to know? Well, it's both. The mitzvah is to bring the essential imuna, which is beyond intellect, into das, into intellect. That's the mitzvah of imuna. I mean, the Ram says there's a mitzvah to believe in God. What's that mitzvah? It's like saying there's a mitzvah to see. What do you say? I mean, I, say, I understand. I have a power of the soul called sight. It's clothed in my eyes and I see. So, so why do I have a mitzvah called imuna? Oh, because the mitzvah, the Ram says, is to bring the imuna into das. To be conscious of the amuna, that's the mitzvah. The fact that it's there, okay, Seder, of course it's there, that's, the, that's my nature, but, but that doesn't mean I'm conscious of it. I have to become conscious of it. How? Bring it into my conscious reality. How? Learn Torah. Connect to God. And then elokus becomes part of your conscious reality. So everything, everything that you experience is, 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 is through the prism of your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know that everything's Him. That's what life is. There's other things that happen. You eat, eat lunch. You say, okay, so you say a bracha. What's the bracha? What are you paying more attention to? The taste of the food or the bracha? Not just saying the bracha. Also appreciating the fact, eating, eating, eating lunch, even in yeshiva. Even in yeshiva. Eating lunch. What do you feel like when you haven't been home for a while? And you taste your mother's chicken soup for the first time in about six months. Ah, my mother's chicken soup. Or maybe three years, I don't know. Or as about the Shem one day, your wife's chicken soup. Every Friday night, you'll sit down, Shabbos, and what's one of the most pleasant things in Shabbos? My wife's chicken soup. I love my wife's chicken soup. My wife's chicken soup is actually better than my mother's chicken soup. And my mother thinks that, which is really something. Because when she used to, I mean, she doesn't come to visit anymore. It's a little old for that. But when she used to come visit, she'd come and eat my wife's chicken soup. She'd go, whoa, Ricky, this is good chicken soup. <clears throat> my father, all of a sudden, used to eat the chicken soup. And then he would always say exactly the same thing. He'd push away every time. My kids make fun of it now. I mean, they, they, they lived over there. We lived over here. How often did they see their grandfather? But they always knew that Saba would eat the chicken soup and push away and say, I'm full. I could not eat the rest of the meal. Right. Every time he ate chicken soup, I don't know. My wife's chicken soup, I don't know. With my mother's chicken soup, I don't remember. But my mother's chicken soup didn't have as much stuff. My wife's chicken soup has a lot of stuff. Okay. So every time you eat that chicken soup, you go, ah. And you think of your relationship with your wife because it's her chicken soup. Okay. When you're eating God's food, what can you be aware of? Oh, this is God's zucchini. I love God's zucchini. What a great zucchini. Nothing like the Abish zucchini. Then eating is a function of your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch instead of just stuffing your mouth full of food. It's different. Why? Because it's your tati zucchini. 
This is the stuff that he made for us to make to keep us healthy and full and able to do all those things. Who, who, who's responsible for all this? He's responsible. Ah, David and uh, David, Moshe, I think, right? They cook it up. Maybe a little too much oil in God's zucchini, you know? Like, can you put a little less oil in God's zucchini? God's zucchini isn't this oily. Okay, Beseda, but you can put up. Because the image is zucchini. Can't develop such a mindset? Why not? And then life's different. It's just completely different. Not only not only is there a, 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 a grasping of, of his essence, we're finishing, okay? We're going to go fast from here to the end of the moment. One becomes one mamish with his essence. Yisrael or Raisa Vakucha Brichu, the Zara says, Yisrael or Raisa, the Torah. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kula Chad Mamish, are all one. <coughs> the Yisrael, that I'm Yisrael, you and I, Al Yedei, Nishmas Yisrael, the Neshamas of the Jewish people, Al Yedei Oraisa, through Torah, Mis Achadim, become one, Mamish, Mamish, not nice idea, Mamish, Liyos Etzem Echadim Atzmuse with the Ebishter. Now we are that, but that comes into a revealed state. Through the Torah. Uchuva zu, and this chuva, this meaning, what, when the Rebbe's saying chuva, he's not talking about breaking your heart over an Aveira. He's talking about arousing in ourselves a sensitivity of godliness in, in, in everything around us. If a person's reached that state, then when they learn Torah, learning Torah is a completely different enterprise. It's a connection to our tati, it's a letter from home. That's Torah. <clears throat> That's why we get excited <clears throat> when we read the letter in public. Shabbos, we take out, the, we take out the, the letter and we read it in public. We get very excited. We don't talk during it. God's talking to you. You're going to talk while God's talking to you? There's people who do. It's just I find it just so unbelievable. The lack of sensitivity to elokus is sometimes beyond belief. You're listening to God talking to you through his Torah, and people are busy talking about who knows what in the back of Shul. Sometimes in the front of Shul, which is really bizarre. <laughs> they like go to the back. It's God talking. What are you talking for? Hmm? Obviously, they're not sensitive to the fact that it's God talking. It's just, I don't know, whatever. Yadaber, Hashem, El Meshulem, or I don't know, some stuff. What do you mean some stuff? This is the letter from home. This is the Abishter. talking, sending us a letter, talking to us, saying, here, I, I, every week I want you to read the letter I sent you. That's how the Baal Shem Tov describes Kriya Satara. And we become one. But Chuvazu, that sensitivity, Pale is gamba maisim. It also affects our deeds. Because that's the second part. Chazal always talk about tshuva and maisim tevim. Right? Tshuva and good deeds. Why does good deeds always come after tshuva? Right? Even those deeds, asher lifnei tshuva, before the tshuva, nikroim, they're called b'shem maisim, they're deeds, meaning it's a deed that's a real, it's a mitzvah, it's a real action, an action that has reality in the Torah. They're important deeds, important actions. Maisa mitzvahs, the performance of a mitzvah. Mikomokim, nevertheless. What happens if there's tshuva first? They become maisim tevim. Hachuva davka, al yadei davka, specifically through tshuva. And what's this tshuva? The tshuva is this sensitivity to godliness that we've aroused in ourselves and, 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 and connected to. Dafka heim nasim tevim. They become tev, umeirim, and illuminating. So what's tev? The end of every day of creation, he ever says that tev. What does that mean? All right, tev. Yehi tev. What does that mean? That's the way I want it to be. When it, tev is what the Ebishter wants. He says the end of the day of creation. Tev, good. This is what it's supposed to be. Oh, so how do we make our deeds, deeds that are the Ebishter, what the Ebishter wants them to be? By realizing that this is this is elokus, this is connecting us to the Abishter. It's Maisim Tevim, turning important actions into actions that illuminate the world with godliness. Tevim. How do you do that? Through Chuva. That's be Chuva first before it comes a Maisa Tev. 
that it illuminates in them, it shines in them the life of Torah, the light of Torah. to such an extent, Not only the light of Torah, but the source of light of the Torah, etzim Torah, the essence of the Torah. particularly al particularly through that which is explained in the Maimer. The Maimer again explaining Rava. Maimer and Contracing, that this Maimer is based on. The Inyan Maisim Tevim, that the idea of Maisim Tevim, who Inyan Tomchim Daraisa. What's Maisim Tevim? The people who support Torah learning. Shinesnim Tstoka, that they give Tstoka, Bamamainam, with their money, Ubagufam, and with their body. I mean, there's ways of giving Tstoka that you're not giving money on, on Shabbos, you can give Tstoka out. Use, use your energy to help someone. Betircha Gedela, with great effort. Bishvil lem de Torah for the sake of people who are learning Torah. Okay, dua as is known. Gam be'inyan v'tayim chea me'ushar. The ones who support it, me'ushar, are happy. Ashrei yeshvei. And what 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 do Chazal say? Nezoyar. What does Zohar say? Al tikre me'ushar. Don't read me'ushar. Ella, change the words around. Mi roishay are first. The the ones who support the Torah are an even higher level than the ones who learn the Torah. Shall Yedea Bishvil Torah for the sake of Tztok, that through Tztoka for the sake of Torah, Meir Behem, it illuminates in those people, Bechinus Ma'or The essence of the Torah illuminates in the people who support it. Vazeo Gamma Shamra Razal, and this is what Chazal said, and we talked about this earlier. This is what the Rebbe says is, should be a person's Kavana when they give Tztoka, Gedeilat Tztoka Shimakarevis as a Gula. The, the Gemara's in Baba Basra, Baba Basra, Tess, Yud. The Gemara, all sorts of Gemara's about Tztoka, very important Gemara's. The greatness of Tztoka. So one of the things, because I'll say there, Gedeilat Tztoka Shimakarevis as a Gula brings close the Gula, Ubefrat, particularly Alpia Mavur, but Tanya, that which is explained in Tanya, but Mailis Inyan at Tztoka, the greatness of the notion of Tztoka, that's the Mysim Taivin. The Rebbe's explained the second half of the statement. We he spent the whole Mimer explaining the Inyan of Torah, and then the last. The half paragraph is about stoka. Bamilis and Maisim Tavi. Binyan stoka shall ye dead stoka through stoka Adam Nason is Chayanavshay. He gives his life mamish. Why? Kiba pruta zu. With this pruta that he gives to stoka, he could support himself, could take care of himself, he could give him, buy food that's necessary to keep himself alive. But instead, he, and that doesn't mean he doesn't have another pruta, but he gives this pruta, which could give him vitality, and he gives it for something else. He's giving Mamish his own life to someone else. V'chein t'yelanu, so it should be for us, shal yidei aveda hanal, through this aveda, ba'em ala ge'ula, we'll come to the ge'ula, shinyana, what's the union of ge'ula, bitl kolom edidus v'abalas, the doing away with all limitations, k'mavur b'maymer shalachreza, as is explained in the maymer after this, Right. It's the Frida Gregg's mimer after this. Be'inyan prozeis teishev Yerushalayim. Prozeis, like to spread out. They will they will uh, dwell in Yerushalayim, meaning through. I mean, the, 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 it's it's like it's like simcha itself, which earlier on in the mimer. On one hand, simcha, the, the, the product of simcha is that it breaks boundaries. But the way to get to simcha is also through breaking through the boundaries. So the way to bring Mashiach is to get beyond boundaries, but what does that ultimately bring about? A state beyond boundaries. And this should all happen, it should happen very quickly in our days, in our time. Okay. This is a mimer that I hope you don't learn once and put on the shelf and never look at again, because if you do that, it will have no effect whatsoever on your life. Right? It's like Paro's cows, right? What does it say about Paro's cows? The thin cows ate the fat cows. You couldn't tell that they went inside. It's possible to learn this. You wouldn't know it went inside. Why? Because the person doesn't learn it again and think about it and and, and make it part of their conscious reality. Ah, nice vart. Good idea. Right? And then, no, you have to learn it and learn it again and think about it and forbring about it and live it, right? As Reuven Dunin said, right, it's not enough to get the mimer in your head, you have to put your head in the mimer. Okay. Um, have a wonderful break. Do something on the break. Don't sit around and vegetate and dive in at 11 o'clock in the morning. Go to Tzfas or something, I don't know. Go, go, do, no, do, go, get out, do something. You know, you guys are stuck in this, these four walls all the time, which is great, that's what you're supposed to be doing. But get out, do something, go. You know, see Eretz Yisrael, you're in Eretz Yisrael. It's, it's going to rain a lot. Baruch Hashem, get wet in Eretz Yisrael. 
Uh, and uh, so again, our plan, Sunday, Monday's the break. Tuesday, is the break ends at 9 a.m. Tuesday with, with Shachos, which means no Chassidus Tuesday morning. Wednesday and Thursday, we'll have Chassidus together, Bezrat Hashem, and this minor that was just, you all have, hopefully have a copy. If you don't, some Mordechai has some extras in here. You can make, this is the one without, without a staple. Yeah, Mordechai, this has no staples. You can make extra copies if you want. Just run it through the window, okay? Um, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll have see this online here, 7.30. I won't be here, but I'll be here on the, you know, uh, the cyberspace. Um, the following Sunday is off because you're on a Teul. You're going away for Shabbat. I assume up north. You're going away for Shabbos, and then there's a Teul Sunday. Monday morning will be the one day we miss Chassidus, because I, I, I don't think I'll be able to do Monday morning based on flight and all that stuff. And then two, I'm, I'm, no, I definitely can't. It's, wait, Sunday night, no, I can't. Sunday night, 9.30. No, Sunday night, 9.30, I'm on a plane. So, so that, there, 9.30, right? 7.30 in the morning, Monday morning here. So uh, I'm on a plane, and hopefully we're not delayed. So I get back Monday night here, and Tuesday morning there'll be a shir and chassidus, okay? We'll, just, we'll, we'll start this mimer, and we'll continue this mimer, Tuesday morning. This is the work we said, we're going to take a bigger project. Well, this is the, we did this shorty, and then now a bigger project, okay? Say them. So Gemara, Gemara, there's going to be someone teaching you on... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday. Maybe not Thursday. It might be Thursday you'll do review just because of Rabbi Fink, etc. But, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, for sure there'll be a class. And then I'll be in Tuesday. Now, Tuesday's a fast day. So it's going to be a, you know, sort of weekday. Tuesday's the 10th of Tavis, which is a fast day. The easiest fast day because it ends at 4.30, but you know, still a fast day. Good morning, gentlemen who are new in the class. What's your name? My name is Moshe. Moshe, how are you doing, Moshe? Where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. What part of Los Angeles? Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yes. Where do you daven? I go to um, Nessa Synagogue. Where's that? It's a Persian synagogue in Beverly Hills. Fair. Who's the rabbi? The rabbi is Natan Halevi. That's a that's a good Jewish name. Yes. Hi Ryan. Nice to meet you. Ryan, what? You're Ryan Gold yeah. from Kansas. Yes. I didn't meet you guys. The two of you were on birthright. I came to Kansas exactly a year ago. A year ago this winter? In November. Okay. Right. I was actually. I when I unfortunately I remember when I was there. I happened to be there on Sunday, the day after the attack in the synagogue in, in Pittsburgh, because there was a big thing on campus. You guys were here on birthright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and your brother. Yeah, you. Was your bro- where's your bro- did your brother also walk in? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't meet you guys, but I heard right. about you. And there was talk about maybe you guys coming to my note for a week and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so when I saw your name on the list for now, I got so excited. Ah, the Colts are finally coming. I was to worried Kansas. because I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up. There's a lot of smart people, but you made it simple it's enough. Right. So it, I really you'll appreciate be able it. to keep up. You'll be able Thank to keep you. up. You're, You're also right. a smart people. Yeah, so don't see. worry about it. <laughs> Amazing. I really appreciate it, though. I was in Kansas. I've only been in Kansas once in my life. It was a lot of fun. What were you there for? Uh, recruiting for my health. Oh, okay. So I spent the day, I met Lev, and I met Hannah. Okay. Hannah came to yeshiva because of that. She was not really? planning to come to yeshiva. And, and She's in met, spot now, yeah. 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 Lev is in Marsden. Yep. So Lev came here that winter. Uh-huh. Wait, winter or summer? No, Lev came here this yeah. summer. And uh, maybe Maybe he came right I think away. it was winter. I think he came right away. Yeah. I, I was there in November. It wasn't cold yet. It wasn't, you know, there was no snow on the ground. But it was, it was that day. I remember I, I got there sometime in the morning. I came from California. I got there late in the morning. And, and at, I think at 5 o'clock, there was some major event. The whole Jewish community got together.